Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical's JRPG Club. This is a podcast where we host our JRPG Club. We get together once a month to discuss the latest chapters in the video game that we've chosen. This is the final chapter of Final Fantasy X. So, of course, I have some veterans, some new players, some people who didn't finish the game, some people who did, and we're just going to talk all about Final Fantasy X. We're going to talk about our experience joining the JRPG Club, what we liked, what we didn't like, the experience of playing Final Fantasy X, the whole shebang. We're going to end on, hopefully, a very positive note. And then after this, we're going to have another... uh JRPG Club episode that I hope that you guys look forward to, which is going to be us discussing Dragon Quest XI and Final Fantasy X-2, and then you'll hear what game we decide to play. But that's for a later date. For now, with me today, I have Brandon. Hey, guys. Christy. Hi, everyone. David. Hello. And Stephanie. Hi. Oh my god, that was so delayed. <laughs> longest hello ever so how you guys doing are you tr- are you trying my internet right now oh it's your are internet you really, are you really going there rip i'm so sorry <laughs> sounds like he was trying the internet but <laughs> don't worry mine is really bad too so how are you guys first of all how have you guys been i have been pretty good it's been a pretty comfortable week so far i'm definitely ready to talk about this game because i've been looking forward to sharing these thoughts Yes, it's been, and for anyone listening, I know it's been quite a while since our last episode. We just had to get a lot of things together with 2020 and the new year coming in and everybody's schedules trying to sync up. It was a lot of work, but we finally got enough people here to talk about the end of this game. So thank you for being with us because I know this is one of our most popular um, episodes is the JRPG Club. So I'm happy that we can finally get to finish it. Um, yeah, how how are you guys, Steph, Christy? How, how have you been? David, what's up? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Just happy that most of the bad weather here in Texas is kind of behind us. So, and I'm plus I'm excited to hear about Stephanie's perspective. Most of all, <laughs> like legit, this is what I'm here for is just to hear like her perspective on the game and everything. Yeah, you know she always Trust provides. Me, I have my thoughts. <laughs> she always provides some really interesting perspective. So it's going to be really cool too. <laughs> To have a, um, it, the pressure's on Steph. Everybody wants to hear She's what you have to say. I know who has completed the game. True. So I want to know why. True. Uh, you know, I was also almost one of those people that didn't complete the game, which I'll talk about a little bit. I was very close to not finishing. I was. I had actually given up, truthfully, and I'll tell you guys why. But I finished it. So, but yeah. Anyway, Steph, David, how you been? Mm. Okay. Yo. <laughs> Okay. You I, know. I, I, we alive. Okay. We, we alive. alive. I'm alive, but I'm dead. I'm alive, but I'm dead. <laughs> How much longer? I, mean, I can't tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> Precisely. Well, luckily for you guys, we're going to have a really great conversation and a really fun time. I already know. So, first things first, I'm just going to go over what happens in the end of Final Fantasy X. So, Steph, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler. I don't know if you want to hang around for it or not. Um, Absolutely, because I'm not playing that game. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> okay. There we go. I'm just going to kind of summarize everything that happens in the end of the game, get everyone's perspective on that, and then we're just going to dive right into all, all our feelings of Final Fantasy X. So, last we left off, actually, I don't even remember <laughs> like where we last left oh, off, God, but yeah. I uh-huh. do remember, um, I took notes of where, where we started from the last point. So, Weren't we just before Xanarkin? 
Yes, actually, we yep. were. Yes, thank you, like, David. Right before we arrived. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so what I have here is that the crew travels back to Babel, back to Bevel to talk to Maester Micah. Uh, they're met by Shalinda, who informs them that a new lie has been concocted, saying that the Albed are responsible for what was happening. Because if you remember, um, the Albed had been blamed this entire time for using the Machina and being the bad guys, but it turns out that Bavel actually was just full of Machina the whole time. Um, yeah. And then... Oh, but sorry. So yes, this comes back and Shalinda says that the Albed are now responsible and that Yuna and her party are actually innocent because they are the last hope for Spira. So now Bavel has changed the whole story. First, they were like, we were on the run because they were like, Yuna and the party are horrible. They're going to kill everybody. They're blasphemous. They're going against the church. Now they're like, just kidding. It's all the Albed. It's actually not Yuna. Yuna's the only hope we have left because she's the only summoner that's left. Um... So when we finally meet Maester Micah, he mentions that we mention actually that we've defeated Unileska. And Micah is completely distraught, saying that we've ruined the last hope for Spira. Everything's over. We're so stupid. How could we do this? He says we've taken away the last way to calm sin. Um But we mentioned that we discovered that the hem of the faith might be enough to calm sin, since Jekt liked it, and sin seems to be soothed when it's hurt. So we also finally gained some info on Yu Yevin. Basically, what to summarize this, we we go there, and Maester Micah and Bavel are like, "Please save us!" And we're like, "Well, we already sort of killed Unileska, so like, YOLO, we can't really do much." <laughs> and then he's like, "No, how could you?" And I'm pretty sure he like fades away, like he finally dies when we he tell lets him himself that. go. Yeah, yeah, so because he because like, now. You know what? I'm not about this life. I'm li- I'm gone. Peace. He he's like they they. I can't believe it. They killed Unaleska. I'm just by everybody. Yeah, that's literally what he does. So he's been living this whole time as a nasty dead ghost, and we just pissed him off so much that he just dies. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm over it. <laughs> More like, not like he doesn't again. want to just be there when sin is just gonna wreck the whole world. So he's like, you know, I'm just gonna just accept my death right now. We're good. All right, so yeah, Shalinda returns, asking where the maester is, and Oren says he hasn't arrived yet, as to not destroy everything and rip Spear off. Um, he's completely gone. So the Faith summons Yuna and Titus to talk to it and ask what the plan is for defeating Sin. The Faith is um the little kid that we met in the very beginning that's kind of been following us around randomly. He returns and he asks what the deal is, what's going to happen, um, what Yuna, what the plan is that Yuna and Titus have. Titus asks the Faith if he uh, is not just a dream. He says, I'm not just a dream, right? And the Faith literally doesn't answer him because we all know at this point, or at least we have some sneaking suspicions that Titus is just a dream. Um, Then we find out that there was, Yu Yevin was actually a summoner long ago who was peerless Yet now he lives only to summon. Uh, he's neither good nor evil. Evil. He is awake, yet he dreams, but maybe not forever, because we are essentially going to be ending that dream. And of course, ending that dream means, you know, the sad part, which is ending Titus. Um, and even if we defeat Sin with the final summoning, Yu Yevin will live and join with the final Aeon, transforming into a new Sin. So this is the issue. This is what's always happened. It's been that Yu Yevin joins with the final Aeon, transforms into a new Sin, and that's why the cycle continues. Uh, he merged with the new Aeon, connected with 
uh, Sin, he continues the summoning for eternity. Um, Yu Yevin lives inside Sin. So when we fight Yu Yevin, the Faiths say that they will help us. Um, so the Faith asks Yuna to promise to summon them during the final fight against Yu Yevin because our idea and our goal at this point is to fight Yu Yevin, kill Yu Yevin, and stop the cycle. But of course, stopping that cycle is supposedly going to destroy all of Spirit. But the Faith says that when it's all over, they will wake and their dream will end and their dream will vanish, which is the dream Xanarkin that Titus is from. Yes. Okay, so then we decide we're going to go fight you, Yevin, and we tell Shalinda to have everyone in Spira sing the Hymn of the Faith at the same time when they see the ship in the sky. And this is to hopefully get Sin to calm down enough so that we can go inside of Sin and defeat you, Yevin. Waka, I believe, apologizes to the Albed and everyone. And the Albed, yeah. As he should. He, yeah, he finally apologizes to Riku and, and the Albed for his ignorance this entire time because he finally realizes that he's been wrong, loud, dumb, and wrong the whole time. Um, and then we prepare to fight Sin. And as we prepare to fight Sin, everyone sings the hymn. And Titus throws out the old sphere that Yuna had. And I think that was the one that we talked about on the last podcast that he found in which um, Yuna basically says her goodbyes to everyone because she knows that she's not going to survive. Anyway, so we do this big fight against Sin. I don't know if anybody wants to talk about the fight really quick. I do. Go ahead. Because there's a a question that I had. Because, as we talked about in a previous episode, this is yet another scene which can change depending on who you form like a closest bond with. Oh. So the whole, so when, so when right before the battle, like Titus is rallying up everybody, a, certain, a specific party member will talk to you depending on who you have the strongest bond with. And then as you're jumping off the airship to go, uh, to go confront sin, the one who, the first one to jump before Titus is, is, is based on who you have the closest bond with. For me, it was Lulu. Like, so, so she went to Tita says, it's never a dull moment with you. Then she jumps off and then Tita's like, hey, star players only. So that can change depending on who you have the closest bond with, who jumps before you. I think mine was Riku. I think it I'm was pretty Riku. sure I've always gotten Lu- or Yuna. What? I've not, I don't get Yuna. I think mine was Riku only because I also rode with Riku on the, um, on the bikes. Like I had been just progressing yeah, with her for some sense. reason. I'm pretty yeah. sure my okay. Riku, but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's 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 a it's really cool that at the very end, the party member you were like the closest to is like the one that like you know does that. And this battle is the one where we have to fight sin, like this huge sin. He comes closer and yeah. then he goes further away, and you've got to have this fun fight. Lovely, li- yeah, it wasn't that bad. I was like, okay, this is pretty pretty easy, pretty simple for you know fighting this big whale sin thing. It wasn't too hard. Uh, and after fighting and destroying the parts of Sin, it crashes into Bevel, which is a beautiful yet scary, crazy scene. Um, we watch as like the entirety of Sin just completely bashes into the huge city of Bevel. 
And then back on the airship, we again prepare for a final battle where we're going to go inside. Yuna sits on top of the airship and she wonders why the face said they would help now that they've supposedly been helping this entire time because, you know, as the faith is, like, they are the summons that are supposed to be helping us this whole time. So she wonders, like, why is it that they said they would help now when essentially they were supposed to be helping this whole time? Um, she says Sin is born when Yu Yevon joins with an Aeon, and if she summons one, Yu Yevon will join with it. So she wonders, like, okay, the, the, the faith did say to summon them, but if we do summon them, doesn't that just mean that Yu Yevon is going to jump into them and continue the, um, the cycle of death? So she's kind of like, is this the right thing to do? Like, are we being tricked? What's happening? Um, she says at first that, uh, I, I think she said something towards, the fact that Yu Yevon is going to be small and they can defeat it without the final summoning, or she says it's not going to be as difficult. She she basically says that she's going to try to, well, they discuss trying to defeat Yu Yevon without doing the final summon, like summon, whether it's going to be possible or not. Mm-hmm. And then Yuna asks Titus what the faith meant when it said that the dream would disappear and what it is that Yu Yevon is summoning from within Sin. Titus answers that it's the dream of the faith. And so Yuna says, which made me cry, she was like, you won't go away, will you? And then they get interrupted because he doesn't answer. And I'm like, did you know he's going to go away? Like, you know that he's a dream. You know he's going to go away. Like, this, It's already like ramping up to what's about to be one of the saddest video game endings ever. Um, so then they're interrupted as uh, Sin opens up and perches itself on top of Bavel. Jack steps atop Bavel, waiting for Titus, and we fight Sin and dive into it. Um, it was the most annoying thing. Like, I had such a hard time. Like, well, it wasn't hard. It was annoying. How did you guys feel fighting through Sin? Fighting through Sin? Like, like inside of him? Yes. Um... You had to carry me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like unfortunately, well. carried me. Like I tried very hard not to get, not to let Yuna be my black mage, but in the end, she had to. Yeah, it was the same for me. It was the same for me, and that's never happened to playthrough. Like for me, it was always Lulu, but this playthrough, it just happened to be Yuna. But but like the inside of Sin is like very maze like because of the way things are look. Like it doesn't have like clear walls. It has like weird like ether ephemeral like platforms and where you're walking to so it can be kind of hard to like gather yourself as you're going through it but um it's interesting though the fights are tough though there's certain enemies they, i had to just like not fight because like I yeah don't like the behemoth Tita's, i think was the one i know tita's flea ability came through the clutch yeah. oh i was times because there there are times i'm like i can't nope yeah nope, i was running nope, from everything i was running from everything because the save points are so spread out that if you die you gotta do a lot to get back to where you were it's really annoying right it was a lot mm-hmm. it was a lot to go back and forth and it was just no so, i'm sorry but no <laughs> as we're traveling through we reach seymour who yes. once again has another form <laughs> because he just can't stay dead ever like <laughs> like you could kill him a nope. million times and he's just gonna come back so uh we see seymour he has another form and he tells us that he's just gonna take sin over this time saying that he will do so from inside 
And he has as much time as he needs, seeing as we've already destroyed Unalesca for him, and Sin cannot be defeated, so he's gonna just spend the, the rest of his life, if he needs to, trying to figure out how to take over Sin. So we have to fight him one more time, because this motherfucker never stays dead. And, um, I, it's like, does anybody want to talk about that fight really quick, or? Yes, I have so many thoughts about this fight. <laughs> so, yes, this is the, the last fight against Seymour, Seymour Omnis, and, like, First off, his theme in this fight is iconic. I would I would describe it as it's like one of my favorite boss themes of Final Fantasy. Period, because this is the last fight, so they wanted to make sure that it was like you know epic in scale. It's the most Final Fantasy sounding boss fight boss fight song in this game. I would say um, the fight itself is very Final Fantasy like because it's like a big figure imposing you with like four things like behind him, almost kind of like other Final Fantasy games where it has like crystals and whatever, like old school ones, mm-hmm. and. It's a tough fight because you have to, like, keep an eye on what elements he has that he switches to. So you have to, like, fight him very strategically. But the thing I really want to mention is, this is the final podcast, so I'm just going to say it right now. One of the hidden Aeons you can get is Anima, the one he used earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you go into the Baj Temple to get Anima, you find out that the faith of Anima is actually Seymour's mother. And you get it gives you, like, a lot of, like, backstory on Seymour's character. Ooh. Didn't know that. <laughs> But you never got what? anima? Really? I didn't I get no anima either. I knew it was his mom. Wait, wait, what? You didn't know? I knew it was his mom, but I didn't get anima. But yes, sorry. Yeah, that was a lot of effort to get that. Yes. It is, okay. <laughs> you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. I did. I, I want like I wasn't about yeah, to do like, all the side quests in this game, but I wanted to at least get all the aeons because I never had before. So I did the grinding to get anima. But yeah, so yeah, you get a backstory on Seymour. Like you saw a little bit like at the um Zenerkin Temple. Where uh, Seymour say is going to his mom. I don't want you to become the faith, and then she becomes it anyway. She becomes Anima, so she can protect Seymour. And then when you go get Anima, she straight up states that like, listen, I like like they're wondering if it might be a conflict. Like Titus and the party wonder if it might be a conflict of interest for Anima to help Yuna potentially fight Seymour. But she realized like, no, I love my son, but he has to be stopped. So she becomes the faith for Anima, so Yuna can summon Anima as well. So. So this means he'd been dragging his mama around this whole time, summoning her, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, and, and she that, just came yeah. out real nasty. Yeah, that was and that was and, <laughs> wow. and that was and that was his mother's choice to do that, to come out in that nasty form because in that way Anima could protect Seymour. But of course, you know, Seymour went like super evil, but she's still at that point of faith, so she has no choice. So she's still gonna protect Seymour, even though he's doing bad shit. So it it was what it was. But now that she's helping Yuna, she can finally atone for, you know, helping Seymour in his misdeeds. Mm-hmm. All that's to say is that if you do summon um, Seymour, I'm sorry, Anima, for the final fight against Seymour, there is dialogue. Where if you put Anima against Seymour, Seymour's line is literally, you would oppose me as well, so be it. And it's great. that it was, yeah. drama. <laughs> the drama. <laughs> It's, 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 it's great. You know, he's willing to like slay even his own mother to get his ideals, like which is to show you that Seymour's a real bastard. But you know, it's it's worth it just for that dialogue, just to, that that. But I and and you know, I did wait till Seymour's health was low, and I did finish him off with Anima. So you know, even more drama. <laughs> I, 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 I may have done the same. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to. It's, it's the best I mean, way to finish off Seymour. I didn't you do have, any summons. <laughs> Summons. It's hard to use summons in that fight anyway because he or kills them so quickly. Ah, like okay. if you can put Anima and it's not the final blow, he, Seymour will instantly slay Anima. You have it has to be the final blow or no, not at all. Basically, 
Yeah, I didn't summon nothing. I just fought him as is. It wasn't that hard for me once you... I, it's because I had Lulu and Yuna, so, like, taking care of making sure that he wasn't doing all the, you know, um, all the uh, elements at the right time. Like, they all weren't lined up together, and then, you know, the null shock, null fire, whatever, so we're not really getting hit too hard. And then kind of just, you know, buzz my way through it. I didn't summon nobody. I didn't get anima. I didn't get any of the extra summons. I was just like, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I can finish the game as it is. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was great, because at the end, as we defeat him, Yuna finally sends him for good. And, uh, yes. he dies assuming that Spear's sorrow will prevail. Um, because he just thinks that, you know, he, he is like everyone else. He just thinks, okay, well, um, now that, you know, Leska's dead, this, this, this perpetual cycle will continue. Um, so yeah, he just, he dies a sad, lonely man. And yeah, a new challenge just appear? Less hot in my mind as we went further along. Um, did it, did we, did we grab someone else? I, th- I think so. Oh, did we? Maybe. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey. So for everyone. How's it going, everyone? Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so. <laughs> sound off. <laughs> I'm very thankful. We've been joined by uh, Job, the uh, Final Fantasy X veteran master, along with Brandon. Um, so we, we've just no been more than me, I'd say. Oh, wow. So you're I was just... honestly, honestly, I had my thoughts about this. I was like, how dare he compete when he knew? He knew. <laughs> he wow. She had thoughts. She had I'm just trying to do my thing. I'm like, so glad to hear you, Job. Oh, thanks, Christy. <laughs> I love that Christy's like, oh, hi. And stuff's like, how dare you? <laughs> Many, many reactions. It's alright, he knew what this was. He we he was too he was too busy for us. But he made time, so I'm not gonna be a hater. He made time. It's true. It's true. I, I know. Good. He loves us so much that he made time. I mean okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with that one. <laughs> so, um actually Jeff, now that you've joined uh, uh might be able to pick your brain a little bit. We kinda just discussed what's happened up to this point. Um we've killed Unaleska, we fought uh Seymour Amina Ominous Amina, whatever the Seymour name is. Omnis, Thank yeah. you. For the last time and we were just discussing those battles. Did you want to say anything about um that last Seymour fight? Um the only thing that comes to mind, honestly, is that in that scene we were coming up like some, you know, nonsense stairs. And as soon as I saw, like, I heard the music, actually. I had not seen him on screen yet. And I'm like, ugh. Go <laughs> away. Like, we're done with you. He never, I was just saying, he never leaves. Like, he just keeps coming back. It's like a bad ex. Just won't stay dead. According, everyone acted accordingly to that. Like, bro, just go away. Mm, everybody was just like, stay dead, motherfucker. Like, what the fuck? Like, how many times? <laughs> That's why I was like, Yuna, you better send his ass for real. Like, we are not playing with him again. Like, this is it. Send him. We're done. I refuse to do this again. Um, we were also talking about the, the, the summons. Did you have all the summons? Yes. Unless you can get the Dark Aeons or something. I didn't really get to fight them. But you got Anima and all the secret summons? Yes. Aeons. I, I, I made my Mega Sisters. Mega yep. Sisters. How mm. you saying? Must be nice. I think it's Megas. 
And Mega <laughs> Sisters are too strong. Literally too strong. I know they're wonderful. I love them. <laughs> Must be nice. So I don't know what y'all was talking about. Didn't go there. Didn't do it. <laughs> like, not for me. It nice. It's you. okay because I know Stephanie Same and David up. are with I've me. Never done you see? <laughs> like I know they didn't <laughs> do it, so I don't feel what? <laughs> you want what? Nah. Right? <laughs> like, I'm but just trying to get so OP sword. and it's great. Yeah, yeah but... So good. My yeah, but problem... I gotta get OP to get that kind of OP. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not that it's, difficult. I, it's you a know. little grind. It's not it, a huge grind. The only thing is that you have to remember to get the destruction spear or the destruction oh, treasure. Yeah. If you because... did it, it becomes something different. Mm. Yo, Jimbo came in for the save for when Look I had to fight against Dark Veil vale Four because that there was not fun. I gotta find that I didn't have any idea about. <laughs> I would have yeah. failed. No thanks. Well, obviously I didn't do it, so I'm just going off of what you guys know. <laughs> I yeah, I was collecting all the stuff, and then I got to a point, and I was like, oh, I can't, like I can't, I can't be bothered because I didn't use Aeons that much, like barely at all throughout the game like I, I i hardly ever use them especially not even in boss battles like i barely use them so i, I, I just didn't time, time. like if i really need to they came mm-hmm. in the clutch for me i was my, <laughs> most of my playthrough can be summarized as saving up overdrives and using them to destroy enemies <laughs> ah I, yeah i just i i hit him with Lulu and yeah <laughs> So then, it's as, a solid tactic. I mean, it is. It is. If you collect them, disappointed yeah. I didn't get them. But I mean, I finished the game, so I am mad. As long as you finish the game, and even if you don't finish the game, you know we got there. Okay, we got to where we could yeah, get, and that's, that's what matters. Uh, so as we travel through send some more, we end up in an area that is so fucking annoying. Um, it is the last area. So there's a there's a save file right before um you go to an area where this big like thing falls from the ground and you have to go inside of it. It was the most annoying part of this game that I've ever yeah. played. I hated it so much. It like it literally is like a masochist just was designing this and they were like let's just fuck this shit up and make everyone hate this game. It's the area you travel through um and the camera rotates on its own, so you can't mm-hmm. see where the fuck you're going. It is the most annoying thing. I and you, freaking hated that part. Yeah, and you have yeah. to collect these ten little shards that are scattered throughout the area, but they they show up randomly, so you can't just, like, walk to them. And um, spikes come up through the ground while this is happening, and if you accidentally walk into one of those spikes, you're gonna have to- yes. You're going to have to fight, and it's going to be a really strong, hard enemy. And the worst part is, the final battles are right after this. So if you Uh, get hurt during this, you're going to go into that battle (laughs) with less, the you know, you're not going to be full on health or MP. So it's like, you got to avoid everything, you got to collect these stupid things, and you can't see because it's rotating. And the worst part is, and I'm sure Steph can understand this, (laughs) the worst part is, if you die on the upcoming battles, the last save is before that, so you have to do it over and over and over again. (laughs) every time you die you cannot skip you gotta go back over and over i died at least 10 times and i did that i i got so good at it that i just didn't hit anything anymore and the worst part on top of that is that those little shards give you um new items that you can use and new equipment and so i was using some of that equipment so every time i would start over i'd have to go back into the scene re-equip i'd have to uh customize the equipment put stuff on it and i just like it's so 
horrible, horrible game design. Don't do that. that hopefully, that was some 1999 shit, and it doesn't come back. I don't. What's that, what year did this game come out? Uh, 2001. Okay, I was a few years old. I'd be like, how to annoy Jarrell. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> it was so bad, because, and it's the final boss fight, so every time I lost the final boss fight, I had to redo that stupid rotating room, and then go back, customize, equip, and go again. And you can't oh, save the equipment customization, because guess what? The save is huh. before this point. Right. Oh, Drill, you don't know how stressed I was because, mind you, I was streaming this. So, uh, (laughs) you'll go into it in a second. But yeah, I I got through this and lost the final boss fight. Mm -hmm. And I had to do this over again. And I was like, I'm streaming this. So I was like, extra stressed. Like, nobody wants to see me redo this this over and over again. Do this whole thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And watch the same cutscene over and over over again. You can't skip it. So I was like, okay. So when I did my second time, the, the pressure was, I was like, I gotta do it this time. And thankfully I was, but we'll get into that in a second. It took me, like, multiple times to the point that I quit the game. But yeah. What? We'll go, yeah, so we'll go into that right now. So once you get past this, you see Jekt there. Um, we're, you're, we're literally transported to Jekt, which, as we know at this point, is Titus's father. And he says to Titus, you're late. Uh, Jekt tells him you're late again. And Titus says hi. And they have a touching, sweet little father-son moment, which is the first time we've ever seen them be nice to one another in this whole game, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Because oh. they've just been haters of one another the whole time. So this is the first time that they're actually nice to one another. And then Titus ruins it by saying, I hate you. <laughs> and Jekt yeah. responds, and he's like, you know what you I'm have right. to do. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, oh, dad, son! And he's like, I fucking hate you. He's like, okay. I was like, well, that lasted two seconds. Um, So Jack responds, and he says, you know what you have to do? This and the music in the scene literally made me cry the first time. I was like, oh my god, like, he knows that he, have to kill, he has to kill his dad, and the music was just so somber, and it was beautiful. And then Titus uh, said, oh no, not Titus, Jack says that he can't hear the hymn any- so well anymore, and he's pretty soon. He's pretty sure that soon he will become sin completely. Uh, though in the end, he's glad that Titus is here now. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So like, obviously they were singing. They had everyone sing the hymn to calm Jack down so that he wouldn't do the killing. And he's gotten to the point that he's being completely taken over by sin. That he can't even really hear the hymn that well anymore. And he knows that he's gonna be completely taken over. And the last thing he says is that he's glad that his son is here. Um, and he said, it, well, he also warns them that when it starts, that he won't be himself. And then he apologizes and he, he says he's sorry that he won't be able to hold himself back. Like he, he, he apologizes to them for what they're going to have to go through. Then Titus runs after his father as he falls over because in the most dramatic, like, move <laughs> ever, Jack falls back into this huge, like, pit. It's completely unnecessary, but totally dramatic. Jack falls back into this huge pit and he becomes the, um, uh, Braska's final Aeon. Uh, actually, Titus runs after his father as he falls over before the transformation begins, and Jack's last words are, you're gonna cry, save it for later. <laughs> as, in the most Jack way. In the most Jack <laughs> way. Like, you're gonna way. cry, save it for later. <laughs> Don't do it now. Uh, and then Titus says, we have a job to do. And then Jack says, you are my son, after all. Titus responds, for the first time, I'm glad to have you as my father. And then I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. like they it's, hated it's each great. other. Like it was such a it was such an interesting dynamic. Like father son, uh, like he hated his dad for leaving. And I know I think we were on a podcast before where we discussed their relationship, and I said that Titus needed to grow up and stop being a little bitch and crying about his dad not being there so much. And I think Steph had some things to say about their relationship as well, if I remember correctly. But I'm you know that was last year, some time ago. So. But I thought it was a really nice fitting way to, you know, end because they finally have this, this kind of connection in their relationship that they can work out. Um, How did you guys feel about those last words? It's an emotional payoff, honestly, to like everything that you've seen up to this point. Um, You know, Titus obviously is not fond of his father at all. He had a lot of unresolved things that he really couldn't resolve because Jack disappeared like 10 years before he would himself would be end up end up going to Spira. Jack's feelings about, uh, towards Titus were a little, well, not initially, but became more clear later on. Like he was always really, really mean to Titus, but in his heart he did love him, and that comes into play more. Like um, if you get those optional like Jack spears that are around, you get to see like a little more of the because he meant for Titus to get those spears. And the more you get of them, the more you understand how much he actually did care. He just wasn't able to show it because of how he was. Um, so seeing it all pay off at the end there, regardless if you got the spears or not, you could, I mean, Drew, I know you didn't, but like, you still were touched by the scene. So I know it still resonated. Hold even on. If you didn't get I all did those. get some of them. I may not have I gotten mean, all okay. of them, but I got most of them. Dang, Brandon. <laughs> Just assuming I got shit. more than me then. I got, I got, I got three out of four. Listen, you tell me you're out here not collecting aeons. What am I supposed to think? Yeah, because all I gotta do is go <laughs> walk up and click those, like, and pick them up. Like, those are much easier than fighting aeons. And then having to deal with dark aeons is scary. It's not my fault. You don't have to do dark aeons unless... Look, yeah, I you accidentally don't have to, walked Unless you're into... like me, and they totally mess it up. In which case, you're like, huh. Y'all remember <laughs> that I accidentally walked into one on the last podcast because I didn't know what was yeah, going on. And that's you how did. I found yeah. out what they were. And I was like... I walked into dark blue gym, I was like, <laughs> yes. oh no. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. No, it's not gonna happen. Still can't beat him to this day. <laughs> a mess. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't collect all of them. But I, I, I might have. I don't even remember. It's been so long. But... I, I agree with you. I think it was a really touching way to, and I, I completely agree. I think that, you know, Jack was the type of guy that showed his love in that manner, you know, like that's just how he is. Yeah. And so to hear him say those last few words to his son, like, it, like that's as close as I love you as you're going to get from a guy like Jack. From a guy like that, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. as close as it's going to be. But it also sums up their dynamics as well, too. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, you know, you're right. He left them behind so that he can see just how, like, his son could see what was going on. And that just made me feel like Titus was even more of a crybaby. I was like, bro, your dad is out here trying to save the fucking world. Like, he's, he's kind of busy. No, that's the problem. Okay. Yeah, sure. He thinks his dad just left, but he was mad at his daddy since he was a child. Like, nothing could have changed his mind. Even if he did know, I feel like Titus would have been the this same exact way. And I don't think anything yeah, could have changed yeah. his mind. He did a lot of growing up. He did. I will say from the beginning to the end, his character development was huge. Like he definitely uh, has grown from what he was before. He was just this young, carefree blitzball. I'm a, I'm cool. I hate everybody to this compassion. He only cared about himself. He really did. And then he fell in love with Yuna. 
And I'm going to get to a point that really upset me. But first, I actually stopped here because I kept dying to the uh, Baskus final AM, which is Jack, the, the, the final one of the final bosses. I kept dying to him so much that I actually quit the game. I was like, I can't do this. I know Joe came over and like he tried. I was like, you try this. I can't do this with my party. He tried. He couldn't do it either. And it turns out that I needed the um. what did I need? Like some stone uh, petrified petr- proof stone proof oh yes. yeah 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 cuz he was yeah. just petrifying my characters and i i i was like i can't i can't win this way yeah, you kind of started lasting semi forever but he breaks characters he can break characters mm-hmm. so once that started happening it was downhill yeah once you're down one party member you might as well Stop. And for stuff, because I know you didn't get here, what what that means, I don't know if you've seen the break character thing, but basically what that means is when your character is petrified, like turned into a stone, if he hits them, they shatter and then they can't be replaced. So instead of using three party members, you only have two. And that's what he yep. does. That happened to me. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. So that's what he does. Like the final boss does that, and you can't beat him with two people. And I was like, "This is such bullshit." And I stopped after like the tenth attempt because remember, every time you lose this, you go back. You have to go through that stupid ass rotating room. Try not to get hit by anything. Uh, walk through, redo the weapons, recustomize the weapons, rewatch this touching scene that is not touching after the tenth time, just to go back and die again. So I was like, no. I'm done. I'm not playing this game anymore. Like, fuck this. This is stupid. I hate this game so much. That's where I stopped for a very long time. I was completely over it. Um, so, Brendan, like, how did you finish this game in, like, two turns? Okay, so the first attempt... <laughs> like, I don't know what you did. Two attempts. Like, shit. <laughs> two attempts. I'm sorry. Two attempts. It took me, like, 15 attempts. Oh, man. Okay. Like, yeah. So my first attempt it has been a. I have not finished like my first time where I finished FF10 was very very young from the I'm a PS2. Like we're talking like 2006 something, right? So coming back to it in 2020, like 14 years later, I don't remember shit about what Jack did. I mean, I remember the ending, how the game ended, but I don't remember anything about the boss fight. So I was just going into that fight with like, all right, what does he do? Oh shit! I can't get a turn because he keeps recharging those Yevon pillars. Oh my next god! Time. Yes, I can't do a single move. I'm getting wiped, and so I started. I sent it, and then I made the mistake. I had the Mega Sisters because they're super powerful. So I sent. So let me send them out early. That was a mistake because the first phase is pretty manageable actually, and then the second phase comes out, and my Mega Sisters were gone, and now I had to fight the second phase with no good Aeons, and I got my ass whooped. So <laughs> what it basically came down to. The way I defeated, uh, like I said, like I said earlier, like I said earlier, I was under supreme pressure to finish this fight on the second attempt mm-hmm. because I was streaming this. I know no one wants to see that thing twice. So I bought the first phase. Honest, I didn't use any aeons for the first phase, or I don't think I did, but I tried not to if I if I if I did. And then the second phase came. I was like, okay, now I need to use aeons. I need to unleash these overdrive that I saved up. This guy needs to die. Okay. I cannot lose again. Okay. Now, here's the problem. I used the overdrives. It still wasn't enough. Because, first of all, I didn't have them all charged up. Even Mega Sisters wasn't enough to finish him. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> and then I remembered, I have Yojimbo. And Yojimbo has a certain move where if you're lucky, if you're really, really lucky, you can get that one-hit kill on an enemy that will kill any enemy, even bosses. I was like, you know what? Is that Let's how you won? I beat 
Final boss, final Brussels final with Yojimbo's one hit kill. Oh I was lucky to get it on the first God. Episode. That is such cheese. That's that's actually what I had to do. That's a hater. It works that on Dark so Aeons too. Everybody. Yeah, it does work on Dark Aeons too. You can, can kill, kill Dark Aeons if you're lucky four. enough. I am such a hater right now. You just like I suffered so much and so long, and your luck made you beat him in one turn. In, or, in the, fir- in the first turn that I summoned Yojimbo, that, that I was like lucky enough to get the Zanmato on the on the first attempt I, I tried to. I hate you. <laughs> like I suffered Dude, for so I will long. accept it because I was in such relief that I did not have to do that fight another time on stream. I was like blessing. <laughs> you don't understand how many times I did that. I'm so. I mean, I'm happy for you. That's great for you. But I had to go back and grind, and I had to go get the 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 petrify things, and I had to make new weapons with them. I had to put oh. on everybody. I had to attempt that so many times. I actually, funnily enough, once I got the petrify thing on everyone, and um, I I gave Riku um, because they give Riku a weapon that makes everything cost one MP. So I made her my healer, so she was able to raise and Kiraga and everything with one MP. And Yuna, Riku, and Lulu were just going to town on him and excuse me i'd switch in with Oren, who you know hits for 9999 like it wasn't hard the only problem was that i kept getting stoned so once i figured that issue out did some grinding and came back i finally beat him but um that took so long that i quit in between the grinding because i was like this game is stupid <laughs> whoever made this is trash <laughs> like i don't know why they would do that so i and i didn't even summon ants. huh you definitely took the harder path. I really did. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. I didn't summon most at did. all. Uh, I was just like, "This is." I quit like so many times. Like, I, and I told Joe, the Magnus sisters. It was great. The Magnus <laughs> sisters are just so strong. I didn't mention it before, but that's how I defeated like Sin in the uh, when he was in his like when you're fighting his head and he has the overdrive Sin. That's how I beat that form. Anima took down another one. Like I was uh, by the end, I was like, you know what? I earned these Aeons. I'm gonna use them. <laughs> Must be nice. What I will say though, I really did like that music track for the final boss. Um, oh yeah, it's awesome. Oh, other worlds, it's, it's so it's good. So di- Until so you've heard it from Final Fantasy songs as well. It's it's not even a Final Fantasy song. It's literally like a rock song. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. who is this guy singing? Like at first, I was like, what is this music? And then I was like, oh shit, this is great. After the fifteenth time, I was like, okay, guys, shut up. Like I don't even want to hear it anymore. <laughs> like I'm like. I have memorized the lyrics to that song. I played that battle so many times. I can sing that song from start to finish. No problem now. Um, Anyway, so did anybody else want to mention anything about this battle? No? No, I face rolled. I was completely (laughs) open. You piece of shit. Which I still haven't done. Wait, can you say that again? Because you broke up for me. What did you say? I said that I... I can't relate because I was super OP. I went for celestial weapons and I grinded some because oh, I'm trying nice. to fight the Dark Aeons, which I still haven't done because I don't think I'm strong enough. But the, the sin part is so much easier than Dark Aeons that I just obliterated everything in my way. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, Dark Aeons are rough. I, I'm the only one I think who like grinded hard. That's <laughs> at the, true. At the very end. <clears throat> 
Because I grinded in the beginning, which is why I didn't have too many issues. But at the end, I was literally just like, I just want to finish. Like, let me finish. Uh, and the game was like, no, you will never be done. Um, so once that happens, um, what happens next? Um, hold on. I lost my notes. Oh, okay, here we are. After we finally defeat that bullshit of a summon, which is so cheats. Um, <laughs> I'm such a hater. Uh, we continue to go forward, and Titus tells everyone, um, wait, Yu Yevon attacks as he possesses all the Aeons that we've obtained, actually. And then we have to fight each possessed Aeon to complete him, uh, to, to defeat him, not complete him, excuse me. Um. It's so sad. It was really sad. And Especially then we get- hearing them. Uh-huh. I was actually the saddest to kill um Shiva and uh what's the first one that we get? Valafor. yes. I was so sad to kill those two because they were my favorites. The rest of them I was like, get the fuck out of my way. But <laughs> Valafor, I was like, oh, you saved Yuna's life when she jumped off the building. And then Shiva, you know, just I love her. Gay snap, let's go. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to kill them. It was really sad to kill the Aeons, yeah. Um <laughs> It is because each one has like a a completely different um, line if you're like targeting them, mm. and some of them just like really hit me hard. <laughs> like one, like one of them was a, like one of them I think was like finally eternal rest. I'm like, oh, they've wanted this for so long, and we just out here killing the fuck out of them. <laughs> yeah. So and once- I think one of the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One more thing. No, one of them even one of them even like has a quote that says, "Don't cry." Which, uh, like, it, I, th- I think it would have been great if that was the Bahamut one because the Bahamut faith was a kid at the very beginning of the game that told Titus not to cry, but mm. it's not. So that's a kind of a missed opportunity. I don't know which Aeon actually got the don't cry line, but it should have been Bahamut. I'm just was saying. Wasn't it one of the Magnus sisters? It might have been one of the Mega sisters. Oh, I didn't have them, so I didn't by have the to way, if, it. By the way, if you have to fight the Mega sisters in that fight, that's really hard. Like, you can't die in that fight, so you can try as many times as you need to, but it's hard to beat them. Yes, and, and so. That's what we yeah. find out. We find out that the way the faith is going to help us is that they cast auto life, so you literally cannot die um, yeah. going forward through the game, which is great because one of the reasons I was less impacted by this is because I was like, I can't die. Don't die, Jarrell. Don't die, Jarrell. Don't die. Like, I finally beat this stupid <laughs> boss. Don't die. Because I didn't know that I had auto life casted on me. So I was just super nervous <laughs> the whole time. I was like, kill them all. Fuck these aeons. I want to be done with this game. I refuse to do that fight again. And then I died and I came back and I was like, oh, I don't like, okay. I'm okay with this. Um, so then, after that, um, once that finishes, Titus announces, the, Titus, whatever you want to call him, announces that this will be the last time we all fight together. And I was like, oh my god, tears! And then he says, uh, because once you Yevon is defeated, he's gonna disappear. So he finally tells everyone what's gonna happen. And they all kind of answer differently like what what do you mean like what's gonna happen like what what are you talking about um and then the faith helps us once again by casting auto life as we do the final face off um this is against you yevin and it was another one that you can't die on it was just kind of annoying like i i don't even want to call it annoying i was happy i couldn't die it was kind of just to you know rinse repeat kill you yevin who just casts um uh uh healing spells constantly once he gets too low so it kind of just gets annoying but it wasn't too hard of a fight. Um, but once we defeat Yevon, he's encased, he's enclosed in the blocks 
that he um that he had on him and we watch as the ramifications of sin being destroyed are shown um <clears throat> spirit cheers as the faith disappe- disappears into stone on each temple um cuz like the camera goes back and we see the faith um the faith in each temple uh disappears there because these faith are no longer um at the whim of spirit and this controlling cycle and did anybody want to jump in before i continue on no okay great um uh anyway they're they finally serve their purpose they're no longer needing to sacrifice themselves to continue the dream yuna performs the sending on Orin as he begins to disappear into death saying it's been long enough this is your world now. Those are Oren's last words. Because as oh, we also okay. know, Oren is one of these nasty people walking around that's dead. Um, so it's really, it's a really sad moment because, you know, Oren has been the guy that's been with us from the very beginning of the game. Um, you know, first person that you fight with along with Titus. And now he's being sent to his final rest. Um, all the souls of those dreaming are also released. Um, everyone is finally released. And then here's where I got pissed off because <laughs> Titus disappears or he begins to disappear rather. And Yuna says to him, I love you. And they embrace as he runs off the ship and completely disappears. But what happens before that? Excuse me. So like she runs towards him, right? And then he tries to hug her and she falls through him because he's disappearing. And she's, like, left on the floor, and he's just standing there. And then she says, I love you. This motherfucker just runs off. He doesn't say, I love you, Dad. He doesn't say, I love you back. He doesn't say, I love you, too. He just, like, looks at her and jumps off the ship. (laughs) And I was like, you piece of shit. You're dying. You're disappearing. The least you can do is say, I love you back. And that made me give the game, instead of a 10 out of 10, a 6 out of 10. Final rating. Yes, it did actually make me drop the rating that bad. Like, why wouldn't he just say I love you back? I don't understand. Like, she was on the ground, bro. Like, you just made her fall trying to hug you, and he doesn't say I love you back. Am I the only person affected by this? Yes? No. What do you think? <laughs> he doesn't exist. It doesn't okay, matter! He doesn't exist, so it's, it so, so it's like <laughs> him confirming that he loves her will make it harder for her to let him that go. Bullshit. That's kind of where that my mind was at, bullshit. too. That's bullshit. I just, it was bittersweet. I just, I yes, the whole. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't exist? Hold on, did I miss something? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. So, quick summary: Titus is a dream. So, at the very end of the game, whoa, whoa, once you, whoa yes. Whoa, so, once whoa, you beat the whoa. game, once you defeat sin, Titus disappears completely. And so the last thing that happens is Yuna runs up to give Titus a hug and she falls through him as he disappears. She says, I love you to him. And then he jumps off the ship and disappears and he's gone. Titus dies because he never existed. So yes, that's what happens. And then I'm mad because she says, I love you. And he never says it back before he disappears. I... Why? You should... (laughs) Exactly! I am so glad I did not finish. I would be so mad. Oh it's, my god. It's actually, I'm going to send you, actually, I'm going to send you a link to the ending so you can just watch the final part of it so you can see what I'm talking about. But um, I think it's kind of, I liked it. Like, I liked that he didn't exist. It was obviously really sad, but it made for, like, a very impactful, like, I cried multiple times watching that ending. It was, it was beautiful. I still cry. It was beautiful. But I'm just mad that he never said I love you back. I'm still mad at that. 
I can't believe you guys are just so nonchalant about this. Like, I mean, it's not nonchalant. I just like, it's like, I I agree with what Chrissy said. It took a whole game. It took a whole game for her to finally say, I love you. A hundred plus hours for me for her to finally (laughs) say, I love you. And he couldn't say it back. I don't care if I'm gonna be mad. You better say it back. Like, what? What is wrong with you? You guys are horrible people. I don't know. Like, even though I I didn't finish the game. I didn't finish the game, but I mean, like, I understand what Christy and Brandon are saying, but at the same time, it's like, if he doesn't exist, he could have at least given her that one last thing to, like, Thank hold you. him by, by saying, I love you. Thank you. So, like, I'm on your That's what at I'm the saying. same time. Because if, it was, if, it was my, if I was in, in her shoes, oh my god, I would be I'd so I'd be so upset. mad. <laughs> like, I would be so You're just gonna upset. fucking disappear. I don't want to lay a ghost love. I don't but, care. But, but, but it's like, she's but not it's, bad but, about it, because there's 10-2. Man, I'm mad. Well, okay, I'm mad so for her. when we talk about ten two, I do have a question about that, but I don't know. No, I'm Steph, kind of you're right. We exist. right. We right. You on my side. We right. It took a hundred hours for him to say it, and he can't say it back. I'm like, you little piece of shit. Like the last, the least you could have done was say it back. Um. So then, Yuna is seen on the edge of the pier doing their whistle. Uh, before giving a speech to Spira as the camera pans out because um after this she goes back to Spira she's giving her big speech her big um you know we've defeated sin things are going to move forward and then there's a montage of everything that we've done so far throughout the game which also made me cry because once again this is like a hundred hours of what I've seen uh from the very beginning so I was like oh my god like this is just too much nostalgia like they're taking me back to all these important moments I'm crying I can't see my glasses fogged up and the last thing she says is, the people and things we've lost or the dreams that have faded, never forget them, obviously, because Titus was a dream. And that's the end of Final Fantasy X. Uh, yay! We finished this. We game. did it! <laughs> Which is so sad. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a very, very sad ending, but very melodramatic, very K-drama. Um, which, I, honestly, I love. I'm still just mad that he never said it back. So, now that we're done with that, does anybody want to discuss the end before we discuss the game overall and see why Steph dropped out, why Joe was OP as fuck, etc.? I cried at the ending every single time. Yeah, man, it's a beautiful is a, ending. It's emotional. It is a beautiful ending. Even though it made me Every mad single time. I still cry. I thought I wouldn't this time. <laughs> But no, I still oh, So this is my first time experiencing the ending because I never finished the game. So this was my first time actually seeing the whole thing through. And I was like, oh my god, Yuna. You know, the ending is part of the reason why I didn't want to finish the game. Oh, was because I, I knew what was going to happen and that I would cry. And so I, I just didn't understand. want to finish it. So I wouldn't have to. Yep, I completely yet. understand. <laughs> like, man. Okay, <clears throat> so let's talk. With the last few minutes that we have left, how was JRPG, JRPG Club for you guys? Um, how did you feel playing this game with friends? Was there anything impactful that happened during the podcast or discussions for the game? Also, Steph, yours in particular, everyone wants to know, what was it that made you drop out? So I guess we'll start with you first. Um, you stopped the game. What happened? How'd you feel about it? Why'd you stop? Was there anything that could pull you back in? Tell me. Tell me everything. The burning question of why I'm a dropout. <laughs> never thought. Um, well, okay. So as you guys obviously heard, I enjoyed the game. I thought that the graphics were great. I thought the storyline was cute. Waka was annoying, but I still with it. Like it was, life was good. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, as Gerald pointed out, like earlier, 
the dynamics of the game when it comes to fighting are so frustrating. I can't even tell you how many times. I don't even remember what battle it was. It might have happened first with Seymour, the very, like, one of the big fights with him, which I think it was with Anima, like, where he, like, drops to the ground and then mm. Anima comes out. Or mm-hmm. there, there was one big, there was this one big boss fight. And you can ask Jero. I was, I, I probably did that part easily, like, seven times. She because did. I, for the life of me, could not do it. <laughs> I, I couldn't beat it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was like, whatever, let me, let me push through. Let me not be a quitter. I finally do it. The game's all right. It's moving. And then I don't remember exactly what stopping point I was at, but, um, I finished fighting a, like a, like a monster or whatnot. Um, and then I'm moving forward two steps, two steps, <laughs> in, some other shit comes and attacks me. I didn't even get a chance to take any potions. Oh, no. I didn't get to do anything. So I'm in the fight. And mind you, my save point was like 30 minutes ago. Oh, so no. I'm in this fight. They already start attacking me. I didn't even get the first like chance. Like they're all three of them somehow got the advantage <laughs> and got to fight me first. I'm down. I'm dead. Everyone's dead. I'm now back 30 minutes behind once again. I'm screaming at my TV. I want to throw my remote. I'm yep. so I'm Ugh. so pissed off. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, maybe I'm just a noob. Let me just see if I could do this again. So I do it again. And the same shit happens. And I'm like, all right. You know what? Like, let me keep trying. And really, I, I really did. I really was like, let me give it a shot. But I just couldn't to the point where I literally wanted to just break my PlayStation. Yeah. I was so upset. <clears throat> I was so angry. And I was like, Jarrell, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the, game is, the game is cute and everything. But I can't do this. This is not for me. I just, I can't. So, yeah. um, but overall, like from the little bit that I did do, um, I thought that for its time, the graphics were really good and the storyline was really, well, I don't like the ending, but <laughs> so far from what I knew, the storyline was good. And although it was, I guess, a very sad ending, you know, I think like it was in 2000, right? 2001? Yeah. When it was yeah, one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like for it being 20, 20 21 years ago, um, it's, it's like, I think it's good for what it was before. Um, I do wish that hopefully if they were to ever make another remake of that, um, like if they were supposed to, if they were going to do something else, they would maybe fix those errors and those, like the, the fighting dynamic because it's just unfair. But yeah, I mean, that's why I'm a dropout and I'm <laughs> proud to be a dropout because I've been pissed <laughs> off had I finished and he would have been non-existent the entire time and just a dream i would have been very angry oh <laughs> so yeah i think but yeah i think finding out this way is probably the worst way to find out that he's a dream right i feel like if you would have like if you would have seen the scene it does sh- come off a little bit differently than like the way i'm explaining it and i do think that <laughs> one of the reasons that final fantasy 10 is such a long-standing classic final fantasy is because of the story of love and loss like that's what the whole game essentially is about um you know death love loss and how we deal with it like do we continue to go in this spiral of death do we try to get out of it and we lose people that we love along the way and what happens when we do that do we continue on do we remember the dream that they were like how do we how do we deal with this and i think those are some really heavy but also 
handled really well aspects of the story, and I think the story is one of the best. But no, I completely agree. You know, I almost quit at the very last boss. I was like, I've played this game in 2000. I'm playing it again in 2020, and here I am, just never gonna finish this shit because of the stupid ass last boss. I was finally able to do it, but yeah. I hope that there's a YouTube video out there that has all of those scenes that you're talking about, the, the knife scenes, so that maybe instead of playing the game, because I didn't finish it because I refused to play it again, <laughs> I could at least watch the cutscenes and I could maybe still feel a little something and yeah. like maybe oh, I can yeah. get what you, you mean. You can find so, them, no doubt. I yeah, sent I'm you sure one, actually, so something. you'll be able to see it. Um, but yeah, that's those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't fault you. I think also there's there's something to be said for you specifically because I just want to shout you out. You literally went from dying in the beginning <laughs> tutorial, like can't get past like <laughs> the first part of the game to literally going to three fourths of the game. Like you were very, we were very close to the end by the time that you quit. So like, congratulations for playing your first Final Fantasy. I went from showing you a picture of me dying. I'm like, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Literally day one, like first battle that you, I didn't even know you could lose. I did not know you could lose that battle. I was like, how is it possible to die there? I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, But yeah, I wanted to give you a shout out because you went, like you are what JRPG Club is about, right? Like you went from dying day one to getting three-fourths of this game done and i do think it does get harder as you go like i don't think it's as hard as some other games but i can appreciate you for you know dropping out because i understand the struggle of the save points and re-watching cutscenes, and it does get pretty frustrating so yeah. yeah thank you for getting so far and i was so sad because you stopped if i'm not mistaken right before the suta deca night which is like one of the beautiful oh, scenes was- you would have loved it oh. You literally stopped right before this beautiful music video with Titus and Yuno. They share their first kiss, and it's, like, gorgeous. And you stopped right before that. And I was like, no, because I knew that you were liking the story. (laughs) And I was like, damn, she's going to miss it. I'm going to send you that one, too, just so you can see it. Um, All right. The music was amazing, though. I will say, the soundtrack, 10 out of 10. Yes, yes. Now you see why why I chose it for for (laughs) D&D. Yeah, Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, um, everybody else, tell me thoughts on FF10. Give me, you know, story, gameplay, graphics, any opinions you want to share on the game, how you felt about playing it for JRPG Club. Tell me what you're feeling. Honestly, oh. I love it, but I I know you guys know me. I only have two speeds of playing games. Yes. I either, <laughs> either go by, I either play through it. Or you take a million or... years. <laughs> Yeah, actually, FF10 is the first game I finished it for 2021. Oh, wow. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> so, what made you come back to the game? Like, did you, uh, How'd you feel revisiting the game, rather? Brandon kept bugging me to finish it. I kept bugging you as well. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Out every five seconds. But she would also <laughs> volunteer the fact that she hasn't played often. Like she said, Jarrell's gonna hate me. I haven't played. <laughs> like, For real. It was like, and then, I, and then I would sometimes say, "You should play the game." Then, but sometimes, yes. Like, For real, ninety percent of the time it was just me throwing the eyes emoji. Christy like, will okay. literally just be yeah. like, "Okay, I'm just gonna blaze through this game in five minutes," and I'm like, "Oh, so how's Final Fantasy X going?" It's <laughs> like, "Oh, what? What are you talking about, Jarrell?" I'm like, "You just played like five games at once. Like what? <laughs> like what's going on?" Well, I mean, it has happened. Too. Yeah, yeah, it did. Like for Mario Odyssey, I I played it when it first launched. 
and I, Brandon knows this too. Yeah. I just finished it last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she was telling me the, her, her, her Odyssey Chronicles. It was actually fun to listen to. Yeah, either either she finishes it super fast or she takes a year to finish it. And so she only has two speeds of gameplay. Um, there is no in between. There is no in between. So, <laughs> so, so it's like whenever people they're whenever people they're like, Oh yeah, how do you like the game? I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. They're like, Okay, how long did you take to play? And I was like, Yeah, it only took me like forty or fifty hours and they're like, Oh, so that is a bad game. It's like No. Nope, she did this in like one week. <laughs> she can finish a game in less than a week. Like it'll be a huge game too. Like Fire Emblem Three Houses takes hours. Chrissy put in all those hours in like a week and a half, and I'm like, how? What? Like, I finished I've... all three routes, and I... she's finished all three routes. I've done one at 160 hours, and I'm not even like I'm not anywhere near where she is. So there's that. But anyway, um, Joe, Brandon, David, how's it been in um uh, JRPG Club? Have you been excited for it? Have you looked forward to it? Um, how's it been playing Final Fantasy X again? Uh, with friends, tell me. Okay, so. FF10 was the very first <clears throat> Final Fantasy... I think I mentioned this before, like maybe even the first podcast we did for this series. It's the first Final Fantasy game I had ever played. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I had like even got in the first place was, you know, back in 2006, I was getting my PlayStation 2. I mostly got it for Kingdom Hearts, but I didn't want to just buy a whole-ass system just for one, one game series. So I said, you know what, let me dip into this Final Fantasy thing as well. I'll get 10. Sounds fine. And then I was just in awe of just how great it was my first time through. Like, it was like, damn it, what have I been missing? So it's it's, it's a very special game to me because, you know, it is my first Final Fantasy. And your first Final Fantasy, I think, is always going to have a, a kind of impression upon you, mm-hmm. even as you go into other ones. So um, even to this day, you know, I've, I, I have... I certainly haven't played any Final Fantasy game. There's so many that I haven't played and haven't experienced. But uh, 10 still holds a very special place in my heart. I was happy to, um, you know, see it through to the end all those years ago. And then when the prospect came to do this for a JPR RPG club, and I thought, you know, this is a great idea because I'd love to experience this story again. But, you know, who has the time to, like, do a game you've already done unless it's, like, something that you just can't wait to do, mm-hmm. right? So, and this was a unique experience, too, because, you know, we got together every month, more or less, and then we would talk about our experiences in the game. And it's great to be able to share when you love something. It's great to be able to share that with other people yes, that you know yes. are also go are also going through it. And the great part was, you know, with with Steph and Marissa, we got perspectives of people who never played the game, and they were telling us their first impressions. And I was about it. And the great thing is, both from the newcomers and the uh, veterans, was that. Everyone had different opinions on, like, the characters, mm-hmm. the story, everything. Mm-hmm. Things I had never even considered. Like, what was it like, Steph? Do you remember in your first podcast, you said, you brought up something that none of us had considered, and we were like, what? Like, yes, do remember, honestly. Do you remember what it was? The necklace. It was, I think, the necklace. That's the, yes, the, the necklace, necklace. Kedis was wearing. Which, by uh, the way, had no I, bearing, I, but they did look similar. Which mm-hmm. also, by the way, how how dare y'all let lead me on to have my theories and not even think about telling me anything? That's spoilers. We're not gonna spoil you. Spoilers. I'm sorry. I sounded so dumb. No, you did not. What are you <laughs> talking no, about? Not. Literally no. everything you I'm said was factual. That was the most brilliant ass shit that I, I was thinking. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we were. I know. I didn't think about it when I first played through the game. To be honest, literally, what you have to realize is that you're you notice things that none of us had noticed. So all of our minds are blown in a positive way. Like nothing that you said came off as bad or sounded stupid. Like we were all still like, oh my god, Steph's amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so like, don't like, think right, of it as that. We're not just saying that. But yeah, that's a, but that's what that's the point I'm making. Like, it's fun to experience a game like that you've already played with like fresh opinions and fresh eyes. Like, it was a joy to go through this again. And like, you know, it's it's just a different experience. It really it really is. There's there's nothing quite like doing it in this fashion because you know you have your first playthrough which you'll never forget but then like yeah. playing it like a, a committee like this just like being able to discuss it yeah no this was i'm very happy that i was able to be part of this and like discuss this game in such detail with everyone and even if we disagreed i just want y'all to know it's all love like i like i, I welcome all the different opinions i think my and favorites... the fact that you love waka no, I was just gonna say. I think my favorites <laughs> were like the I, okay. Waka hating. I like Waka, Waka because I knew what he'd become. Like, I, that's why I couldn't like really disagree because no, early Waka's an asshole. There's no, and especially when you find out he's a racist. How do you defend a fucking racist? It's only at the end where he finally makes that heartfelt apology that he finally has that redemption at the end. See, so, I like, disagree. No, he put the, like, why you're going through that? You can't think about that. And I couldn't really tell you, like, oh, it's fine. He apologized at the end. It's like, well, spoilers. I'm like, you know, not you know. I just I, I like I like Waka's character arc over the game because he goes from being annoying, then racist, then <laughs> hilarious because his whole world is falling apart about around him, and he doesn't know what's going on. To the end where he just realizes, you know, I don't understand shit. I better apologize because I've been living a lie this whole time, and I'm making people miserable. Let me try to make them un- amends. My favorite part has been discussing characters. I love talking shit about Waka. Uh, it's been great. And even though he had his redemption arc, I'm still, uh, like, the least... I, I still don't really like him that much. And I will never forget Stephanie as she literally hated when he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, yes, it was the most annoying shit ever. And, you know, I, I loved having conversations where I just disagreed with Piran and Marissa who were just like, you know, he clearly, Seymour clearly looks like a bad guy. I'm like, no, he's kind of hot. Like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, Seymour oh, so, so, so is my aesthetic. Drew, I have to mention this real quick. Even if Steph had continued all the way to the end, she would have still hated Walk at the end because you know that line you just said about, about, about yeah. When he apologized, he still does it. Like he's like his apology is I and I quote. He's on my shit list. Yeah, his, his apology, his apology line it was, and I quote, "I'm sorry, yeah." <laughs> oh, what? That, wait, hold on. Pause. Yeah. Let's put a pause. Brandon, you consider that a good apology? <laughs> There's more to it. I'm sorry. There's more to it. There's more to it. It's a longer line. But it's sorry. I'm just saying. The three redeeming words. The first first three words is, I'm sorry, yeah, and then he goes on to it. But I'm just saying that if you hated the yeah so much, you probably would have popped off at the the, the first line, not heard the rest. And I just, you know, I also just love the love for Lulu. Lulu's probably still my top tier favorite. No one on this podcast hated Lulu, and that was great. Because she was the only one who had common sense, I swear. Like, a lot of times, I was like, all y'all are dumb. Like, just just refer to Lulu for everything. (laughs) She's, like, clearly the smartest one here. She's done this before. Um, And it's just been great seeing everyone's uh, character opinions. Uh, change and grow um, as the game went through. So I think that's probably just been my favorite part, just discussing these characters um, that, you know, I love some of, I hate some of, but it's it's been just a real joy for me. And also just talking Final Fantasy, because I love Final Fantasy. And, you know, I, I usually, know. I had the luxury uh, of, and 
I've been lucky enough to usually play when I'm at Job's house so he can actually see my progress. <laughs> so it's really cool because we got to actually play together in the same space. Um, so that that also was really fun for me because he would just watch me <laughs> like die. and Or he would be able to see my actual uh, real-time reactions to some things that I, I didn't know were coming. And for anyone who's actually watched me watch videos or play games or something, I have, I'm very animated. I, like I have, I get really invested. So I have huge, um, huge expressions and excitement towards these things. So, uh, lucky him. He got to watch them happen in real time. Uh, there's a great story. Huh? <laughs> it's actually hilarious. You yep. are a in- insane reactor. <laughs> I, I, it's because I get so invested. There's a great story I have to tell you guys about Final Fantasy Nine that he saw that like the game just called me dumb, but we'll talk about that on another time. Uh, but yeah, David, Job, how's how's um, JRPG Club been for you guys? I know that you guys are replaying the game. How was it? Uh, it's been a good time. I haven't played. I think I played the one when it originally came out, so I honestly remember nothing. <laughs> Did not finish it just because of life. But I still don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a lot of fun to like revisit this and actually stay consistent with it. Because I think the first time I played it, it took me forever. And then things at the end got me stuck, so I bought like a guidebook. I'm not even going to lie. I just <laughs> floating around here. <laughs> and that was the only way I made it through, because it was just a struggle. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun to revisit with you guys like all you years later. Be like, hmm, this is what I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part has been talking shit about Waco with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, been one it's of my favorite I'm sorry, Brandon. <laughs> like, and also, I'm just like, I, 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 but I, one thing I'm gonna miss is calling this podcast our monthly praise Yevon section. Oh, okay. I know <laughs> we're going to miss our monthly praise to Yevon. <laughs> well, if Tensu gets chosen, then I don't know. We can still technically call it that. Not really. We can't really praise yeah, Yevon I, for Tensu. Yeah, it doesn't I, work that I, way. Sacrilege. <laughs> And also, this will be our last podcast praising Yevon. And I also, Yevin, um, yeah. I love hating on Blitzball as well. I still don't know how Brandon and Joe played through Blitzball. It is still a trash I game. I don't, I don't know. It's I don't know. still trash. I've, I've spoken, I've talked to people about it. And they're like, no, Blitzball is a big no. So I don't exactly. know. It's, it's truly concerning. I have no idea how you guys keep through getting through that. Like, I still don't understand it. I played it, played it twice, got Waka's shit, and I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You, you know, this is my second time playing through this game, and I still don't understand Blitzball. I Blitz don't know Ball. what's happening. Like, I don't know. How, like, like, I don't get it. How like, they do it. You can pay me a million dollars, and I still won't. Still wouldn't understand Actually, it. maybe I will try. <laughs> but... <laughs> For a million, I'd figure it out. But, but yeah, no. <laughs> Alright, so Jim, what about you? Last one. First of all, Blitzball is great. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Continue. No. I don't know why everybody's hating on a little swimming game. You just throw a little ball around, <laughs> score a few points. It is not that frothing. simple. It has math in there <laughs> and nonsense. I still hate fighting against the Albed in Blitzball. That's one of the reasons, like, I was gonna do a second dedicated Blitzball stream, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to fight the Albed again. I'm, I'm just going to not do it. So I just did the one. I was like, okay, I'm going to keep going. See, Brandon, what you have to do is what I did. I okay, recruit all of their, their Albed people. Just, <laughs> that's what okay. I played Blitzball with. Five out of my <laughs> six. <laughs> okay. That, that explains it. Okay. 
if I can just take their goalkeeper from them and just never have... All right, I, that makes sense. You see, I love that you two are here so y'all can talk about whatever this bullshit is y'all talking about while the rest of us are just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what y'all talking about? I think Nimrok is the goalkeeper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, it is. He's OP. Ah, Nimrok. But yeah, how's anyway. it been for you revisiting and being able to discuss the game? As expected, I want to say, because I, I kind of, I just steamrolled through the game for the most part. But it was interesting enough for me because of, of the grid different. That, that actually made it, like, much more active for me. And what I am regretting, though, is the end game grind that I don't really want to keep doing yep. for Dark Age. So I might have to just do cheese strategies or something for that. Yep. But I did enjoy the road. Hearing everybody's perspective was mostly funny. <laughs> I think we're a pretty funny group, I won't lie. He said mostly because he doesn't like the Blitzball slander, which I'm here for. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Sacrilege. Like, the game yeah. wasn't intended for Yevin and all that nonsense. It's actual sacrilege. Oh man. But Yeah, that's my count. I enjoyed the game again. I, I still need to play it some more. But I did enjoy the ride again. I did not remember a lot either, because I did. <laughs> it has been forever since I played it. I think my favorite part also was just talking uh, theories and strategies and like what what yeah. would have happened. You know, like I remember when we first started, it was just like we were discussing the trope of you know going against the church. Like the church is always yeah. evil, and I know that Steph hadn't finished uh, played the game before, and I, we were discussing that, and I also hadn't finished it, so I was like, I'm pretty sure. Um, from what I remember, I'm pretty sure the church is evil, but I didn't know they were this fucking bad. <laughs> like, y'all are, I also didn't know they were all dead, so it's like, what is going on here? Like, this is, this is surpassing my expectations, but that has been my favorite part, you know, just discussing theories of what we think is gonna happen and what we like and what we didn't like. It's been so great to talk to you guys. Thank you all so much for returning and sticking around for, um, JRPG Club, it's been a great time. Uh, any any last comments before I wrap this baby up? Yeah. Walk the fuck! <laughs> yes! Ooh, ooh, that, that actually ties in really good with the question. Yes! Are we discussing uh, FF10 at TurtleCom? Because I did watch it after my playthrough. Oh yeah, you can. Um, Really quick if you want to summarize it. Sure, I can summarize real quick. So FF10 EternalCom is that little movie that comes with the HD collection. It takes place two years after the events of FF10. And basically leads directly into 10-2. So that'll be topical for the next podcast. But yeah, it's basically, it's called Eternal Calm because that's what Yuna brought, the Eternal Calm. By finally, actually, actually defeating Sin and not just a 10-year 10, 10 temporary whatever. Um, Sin is just gone and now the, the world can celebrate the Eternal Calm. Yuna has now become kind of like uh, an important figure in the world because she's helping them come into a new age and whatnot. A lot of people expect things of her. Waka and Lulu hooked up. They're having a kid. Disgust me so much. Why, Lulu? Why did you let him inside of you? It's so dis- yes, yes. Did you just wait? Can you repeat those two names again? Just so I'm not crazy. Waka and Lulu. David left because he like <laughs> David's like this is disgusting. I gotta go. Ew, ew. How did how? How did she let this happen? How did that right? happen? Yep. 
She's too good for him. I what know. the hell? I'm so concerned. <laughs> uh, same, you know what it was? She just she loved his brother so much and she felt pity for him, so she literally let him have sex with her one night and she was like, Fuck, I'm pregnant. Like, what do I do now? Like, and Lily's just like, oh, I'm disturbed. I'm disturbed. <laughs> yes. But continuing on, just so I could like yeah, so that that, that happened. And Yuna, you know, she, she a lot of, a lot of respect of her. There's this new thing at Blitzball called the Youth League, and she goes onto a barge with Riku, and there they find like some. They, by the way, they find out that Kimari, you know, he's trying to help rebuild the Ronso clan because you know they lost a lot of Ronsos in that attack. Yeah, Seymour murdered all of them. All of them, but apparently a few kids survived. So he's like sheltering the orphans and like protecting them so they can, you know, the Ronsos could once again, you know, be a, be be a trap again, I guess. But, um, yeah, Yuna went to a barge with Riku. They found an ancient spear, and there's just, like, this guy talking that looks just like Titus and even sounds like him. Yuna wants to know what the hell is all this about. And so, you know, Yuna at first doesn't want to do it because, you know, a lot of people are expecting things out of her and whatnot. But Yuna realizes, you know what, to quote Titus, this is my story, and I'm going to live it the way I want. And so she decides to go on a quest with Riku, and that leads directly into Ten Two. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, the Eternal Calm video, which you can all watch because it is a part of the Final Fantasy X, Ten Two HD remaster. If you haven't seen it, it's like two, three minutes long, five at the most. Um, and yeah, Brandon summarized it up, and that goes directly into Ten Two with this mysterious beer with what looks like Titus to be in it. And Yuna and Riku decide that they are going to go out and do some spear hunting um, and figure out what the hell is going on. And that leads into, I believe this was the first direct sequel to any Final Fantasy game, correct? Yep. It used to, like, number two, Final Fantasies, traditionally, each number one is a completely different world, completely different characters, completely different <clears> story. <throat> but Ten was just so damn popular that they said, you know what, let's make a direct sequel, and that's why it's called Ten Two, which is, of, which is goofy, yeah. but it, it gets the point across, I suppose. And it was, it, it, what ended up inspiring early, them to go back to early ones and give them sequels. Like, Four got a sequel, Seven got an entire compilation of sequels and prequels, and so on. And of course, there is that lovely, I don't think this is a spoiler very much, but um, when we go into 10-2, there is that lovely connection with Final Fantasy VII. So yeah, for anybody who spotted that one, that's uh, that's great uh, with Shinra. Um, but yeah. yeah Chris, you have to tell me about that one because I didn't get it because at the time I hadn't played 10-2. Yes, yeah, so we're going to meet Shinra. Um anyway thank you guys it's been a wonderful time thank you so much for the first episode uh, for the final episode of final fantasy 10 jrpg club it's been so great talking to you all it's been wonderful 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 i can't thank you enough for joining and we will see you guys next time where we're discussing the next two games on the roster goodbye everybody bye bye, bye.